Welcome to A Seat at the Table, the Healthy Hartford Hub podcast. This episode features an interview with James Sanchez, a Hartford City Council member and chair of the city's Planning, Economic Development, and Housing Committee. The interview was conducted by Brooks Gamel and was written, edited, and produced by Hannah Lorenzo, Brooke Kurtz, and Eliza Dwinell. Hello, welcome to our podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Kurtz. For this episode, we will learn about the experiences of a Hartford resident and city council member and how his experiences helped shape efforts to bring the healthy Hartford hub to life for the North Hartford communities. In the north part of Hartford, Connecticut, food insecurity remains a challenge for the local residents. In 2018, the Healthy Hartford Hub project announced initiatives for affordable grocery stores in parts of Hartford that are most affected due to unemployment and zero vehicle households. The North Hartford Promise Zone, in particular, consists of low-income communities that have a Hispanic and Black majority population. There is a shortage of grocery stores that provide healthy food sources, and many families have to travel for long periods of time by public transportation to get groceries. Otherwise, they are limited by food vendors and convenience markets that mostly sell cheaper processed junk foods, causing long-term implications on communities' health and welfare. James Sanchez, a Hartford City Council member and chair of community outreach for the City of Hartford's Planning Economic Development Housing Committee, is a supporter of the Healthy Hartford Hub. According to James, he connected with the Healthy Hartford Hub through his position as a city council member, working with the project's leaders to discuss potential plans to develop vehicles for healthy food access. A lot of the claims is always about, you know, North Hartford, right? And it's rightfully so. I mean, it's the poorest neighborhood in the city, and most likely, I think, it's the fourth first uh, neighborhood in the country, uh, which is a zero six one two zero. I was born and raised in that in, in that neighborhood, and uh, it, it it is a challenge over there. And um, one of the uh, opportunities we're trying to give to the constituents there, and it's not only North Hartford, but also in the South End, Deep South End, and the Parkville area as well, is the uh, opportunity of having a better uh, food selection. The Healthy Hartford Hub, found in 2016, the north end of Hartford, consisted of 68% low-income communities. 42% of the population were of zero-vehicle households and faced a 28% unemployment rate. Having personal experience with such challenges growing up, James understands the importance of the Healthy Hartford Hub's initiatives in providing healthy food for the community. We're having conversation on creating a local farmer's market in the neighborhood so that you know folks don't have to worry about catching the bus or any kind of transportation they could just walk up and pick what they want and then we're you know there's either um it's, it's free also certain types of food will be uh, sold at a at a affordable cost and then and then the other one is just putting up kiosks throughout the neighborhood so that you know if anyone wants a banana or an apple or maybe lettuce or whatever they can go there and grab it and have something to eat right on the spot as a city council member of the Planning Economic Development Housing Committee in Hartford, James also researches the financial side from organizations that can support the city's specified needs. The Community Development Block Grant is one of the ways for the Healthy Hartford Hub to gain state and federal funding alongside the city of Hartford's financial aid. This would help determine costs needed for construction of grocery markets, food kiosks, as well as health services for the communities. When we vet these organizations, we're looking for organization who has the right data proving that they're 
there's a positive impact on, on what they're on who they're serving. Um, so some of these organizations may be bringing food or uh, services for diabetics or what have you. And then we would, you know, once we bet it, we'll, we'll decide we should give them the entire ask of the cost or a portion depending on the data and make sure that they are doing what, what they said they're doing. So that would be an organization that will probably create this these small kiosks for the fruit. So if, if they come up, um, then we'll be supporting that. Now that comes from, again, the CDBG grants from the federal and, and state. The Connecticut Health Foundation's data for the North Hartford Promise Zone highlights how a resident in the downtown area is more than four times as likely to suffer from diabetes and that one out of two black women suffer from hypertension at a higher rate than Caucasian women. Sanchez is hopeful that adding healthier options to the community's food ecosystem could help reverse these harmful trends. And also we've been working on trying to get a um, someone to bring in a grocery store to do just that as well, you know, with the uh, the right types of food, not this uh, junk food. This is what's causing so much diabetes and other uh, health issues. I myself became one and uh, it's, it's, it's a challenge being a diabetic. The lack of healthy food and food education programs means that the local communities have to seek alternative options. Food swamps make up these Hartford neighborhoods, consisting of convenience markets, fast food restaurants, and bodegas that appeal to people for being cheaper, available choices. It does not help that today's media enhances the appeal. As far as commercials, you know, that that's an, another challenge. You know, they're always seeing food that is not healthy. That's what they want. It's almost like a subliminal message. This is this is good for you when it's not, you know, so that's the challenge that we have to fight against. Commercials of, of you know, different products that is really not healthy. To combat these challenges, James advocates for food education being a top priority, which can aid in voicing the people's concerns for their individual and communal well-being. There's no way you can uh, you know, know your rights. So I absolutely believe that education is the key to making this successful. You know, folks don't realize the rights, don't realize the opportunities, don't realize how to communicate and get what they need. James explains how starting the education process as early as possible can ultimately spark change for the future generations of North Hartford. So, you know, I think the, the key piece to for edu educating has to start at the grassroots, which is our children, you know, and from there, I believe that the children themselves will educate their parents and, and stressing the importance of eating healthy foods rather than fast foods. James seeks potential in expanding food education programs due to past success with similar initiatives. We have a program right now similar to what we're uh, talking about, but instead of full, is about um, keeping Hartford clean, throwing your trash away, recycling, and, and that in itself is extremely challenging. You know, so I can imagine it will be the same case, except with, you know, this is something that, you know, is food that you're consuming. I think in high school, for example, your grammar schools, I think is still a good opportunity to uh, educate children there. As James expands on food education playing a bigger role from a young age into adulthood, he moves into how knowledge and the idea of change can also come from the influential figures of younger generations. Now, one thing I have experienced is that the seniors are well-versed and we can use the senior population to help educate their grandkids or their, their children so that it can go downward rather than upward as far as knowledge is concerned. To accomplish goals of prioritizing food education in North Hartford, James explains that the Healthy Hartford Hub would need to plan successful outreach efforts. James adds how past outreach styles would not be as effective to promote the project. Well, you know, one thought was, uh, you know, sending out flyers mm -hmm. to homeowners and all that. I actually went against that 
reason being is that, you know, it looks like junk mail. They'll just toss it. That's a waste of funding. These stationary products is extremely expensive. Now, that same money that can be used for that, we can use it to purchase the food, you know, and, and, and spread it out. And now you're actually affecting someone's life in a positive way. Through his outreach experience, James shares how more valuable and impactful strategies should consider the various networks of the communities the project is reaching out to. The other thing is maybe uh, put a posting on, on the doors of these uh, apartment buildings because that's probably the more challenging is the apartment buildings where you have 12 units. A lot of folks don't communicate amongst themselves there. They're too busy working again. Maybe we could put something out, a small billboard on the main entrance, but then you have to speak to the landlords to make sure that you know, you're allowed to do that. My previous position was a community outreach. And the challenges with that is the one-on-one -on -one approach, which I, I think is more effective than trying to reach out over the phone. This one-on-one -on -one approach is a way that people can learn about local access to healthy food. James mentions the use of a local media source that eases the communication between the North Hartford communities and the Healthy Hartford Hub. Radio stations is another way, you know, just uh, informing the, the neighborhood, the people in that neighborhood, letting them know where these, these kiosks, first of all, letting them know it, it even exists. And then where's the location? And it's most likely it's free. I'm pretty sure they'll be more interested. James continues on to talk about the importance of partnering with local resources and organizations to spread the word, focusing on neighborhood revitalization zones in particular. The NRZ program enables residents and businesses to discuss and implement plans to improve the local neighborhoods as a unified effort. What's important is to reach out to the local uh, NRZs, uh, which is a neighborhood revitalization zone committees, the town committees. I think we reach out to them and then give them pamphlets and give them the information on where to locate um, the local uh, farmer's market or kiosks where they themselves can do an outreach and one-to-one or maybe a, a group of folks and educate them, then let them know, inform them of what's going on. I think that's a, the best approach. As for the future of the Healthy Hartford Hub's role in North Hartford, James shares his thoughts on digital outreach and how it can broaden the reach of the project services to improve the quality of life for the communities. As far as marketing, I can only say that with so many different platforms, uh, social media would be helpful, like Facebook, Twitter. I think that would be the best route. I think it's the social media where you can ha actually uh, have a video of the area uh, and the kiosks that were created uh, will be the most effective. So I think uh, the word of mouth is, is important as well as social media. Social media plays an assertive role in mass communication in today's society, redefining the term word of mouth and the people and communities it spreads to. By simply sharing a video or posting online, individuals and organizations like the Healthy Hartford Hub can reach out to a wider audience that can take part in the project. Throughout this interview, James Sanchez shares both his insights on improving the scarcity of healthy food access and education in Hartford, as well as the useful ways for people to get involved with the Healthy Hartford Hub. We hope that you've learned a lot about the Healthy Hartford Hub initiative and are excited to see the progress of the project in future outreach efforts. To learn more, check out the Healthy Hartford Hub on Facebook and Instagram or email them at healthyhartfordhub at gmail.com. The resource links are located in this episode's description. We appreciate you taking the time to listen and we hope that this episode grants you helpful information to learn more about the Healthy Hartford Hub and to get involved with the outreach in your community. Thank you.